Welcome back to Tales from the Group, a podcast set in the 80s that follows three kids on a quest to uncover the truth about a mysterious machine called The Loop. If you're listening to this, then that means you made it through the first episode of our podcast and you decided to stick around. And if for whatever reason you're starting here at episode two, don't. (laughs) We are a story-driven podcast, so make sure to go listen to episode one so you have the full context of the story so far. Last week, we kind of made an oopsie and didn't really introduce our characters, so this week is going to be a little bit different, and we're going to break format and give a short introduction of each of our characters. I'll start. So, my name is Corey Offenberger, and I play John Milady. A little background on John, his father works for The Loop as a technician, so he takes a little bit after him in regards to being proficient in technology. He's a little stout and chubby, but incredibly intelligent and overcompensates for his lack of self-esteem with a false sense of confidence. He's been bullied his entire life, so he's never really had any friends except for Wesley since they grew up together. I'm Robert Adam Foster, and I play Clayton Godwin. Uh, He comes from a very well-known rich family because his dad works uh, as an executive in The Loop. Um, But his parents are divorced, and so he lives with his dad, who's not really around much working. And his sister is with his mom. Um, Clayton is a troublemaker who loves to climb and kind of takes out all of his emotions on that, um, as well as taking out his emotion on robots for his hatred of them. And I'm Tyler Linden, and I play Wesley Watts, who is a shy only child, um, much like John Mulaney. He's been bullied most of his life. He was raised by his single mother because his dad died when he was very, very young, and there's a lot of mystery surrounding that. But his father left him his uh, Swiss Army knife, which Wesley holds near and dear. And since he lives with his single mother, who is just trying to make ends meet, he unfortunately doesn't live in the nicest part of town, and so he's he's bullied for a lot of these things. Um, but in general, he loves to play by the rules and is not a big... Uh, anarchist or anything like that and the uh the god of this campaign uh (laughs) dustin fleischman hey everybody my name is dustin fleischman and i'm the gm oh god a little bit about me um well this morning i was putting on deodorant and uh the deodorant fell out of my hand and i tried to catch it while it was falling to the ground and i ended up smacking it and it fell into the toilet And that's pretty much a general idea of my day to day life. I'm just stumbling incoherently through the through the work week uh, and and on weekends. That's why you smell so bad. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm pretty atrocious. Um, Not as bad as John, though. Yeah. (laughs) What? My father gave me some nasty deodorant that I put on. Yeah, that was yeah, that was actually a plot point of last week. Um, yeah. Well, welcome everybody. I know typically we start the episode off with a question uh, about our childhood, and so this week the question comes to us from Corey. All right, so yeah, the question that I chose for this week is who is your childhood crush? And um, <laughs> oh my yeah. god, was, is this? Let me ask this: Is this like a childhood crush that you like went to school with, or like for the sake of this question, let's go with the celebrity crush? Okay, okay, that's easier to answer. <laughs> yeah, in a public format, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so for mine, it was Lava Girl from Shark Boy and Lava oh Girl. My god, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, no, I don't know what it is. It was just, it was something about the pink hair. I don't know what it was. Like I said, that pink hair. I mean, she did have a pretty uh, fire outfit. All right. All right, um, well, we're canceling the podcast. Yeah, Adam, I have to break it to you. You're, kick, you're kicked from the yeah. podcast. For, uh, for me, though, Celebrity Crush uh, was absolutely Kim Possible. <laughs> Celebrity Crush was a two-dimensional <laughs> character. Yeah, we're just I gonna mean, leave I it just there. watched Kim Possible a lot as a kid, and I was like, I don't know why, but I was just like, wow, what a great person. So what you're telling me is you've always had a thing for Red. Yeah. That's what I got from that. <laughs> See, it was just a sign. That's how that's how I knew Haley was the one. She checked off the one box that I needed, and it was uh to be a redhead. <laughs> 
For those of you that don't really know, Haley is uh, Adam's fiance, and she is also redheaded. So just to, just in case you didn't. And the story of when they first met was they they met one day at a park, and then as they were leaving, uh, Adam was like, "Oh yeah, what? Like, can I get your number?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, you can call me and beat me if you want to reach me." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I knew. I proposed on the spot. Um, so I guess for me, I don't know how young we're talking, but when I I used to love watching uh, Ned's Declassified, and uh, I always thought I always had a big crush on um, the girl who played Mosley. I don't remember her name in real life, like the act- actor's name. See, I had a crush on the girl that played uh, Susie Crabgrass. Back in the sixth grade, I think there was one. Th- this this memory haunts me to this day. Um, back in the sixth grade. There, there was this English class, and I don't exactly remember what the assignment was, but the teacher asked us, like, someone name a celebrity. And for whatever reason, the first celebrity that popped into my head was Hillary Duff. And so I said Hillary <laughs> Duff, and the teacher was like, ooh, Dustin has a crush on Hillary Duff. And of course, you know, that's a thing that a sixth grade teacher said to a room full of sixth graders <laughs> who nice. then mercilessly bullied me that I had a crush on Hillary Duff. But here's the thing. I did. And so I yeah, totally admit yeah, it, it at the time, but I totally did. That might have been why I said it out loud. I mean, um, Hillary Duff now is, I mean, she's still very beautiful. But yeah, back then, I mean, that that's a good, that was a good childhood crush. That's a good choice. Yeah, it's a, it was a great choice. And like to all of you that bullied me in sixth grade, let me just say, I turned out. All right, never mind. Can we move yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> So last we left off, it was the Friday uh, of the first week of school. Uh, John and Wesley, you two are saving up for a Sega Genesis, um, which is kind of like the hot new video game console that's about to release. It's totally going to take off. It's totally going to be like a massive <laughs> success. Um, and you guys are close to kind of raising the money to buy one, uh, to kind of share. And you learn in Mr. Carver's robotics class that Sarah, which is uh, Wesley's uh, school crush, Uh, Her dog, Bruno, has gone missing somewhere in the woods by Boulder Estates, and her parents are offering a substantial reward to find the the lost dog. Uh, John, Wesley, and Clayton, you all kind of paired up together in class for an assignment to create a robot. You created a robot named Frankie, who then almost punched another group's (laughs) project's robot, and so Mr. Carver kind of took him away. Uh, And then later on at lunch, John, you spilled milk onto a map of the Boulder Estates woods that was owned by Stuart, who is the president of the AV Club, who are also pursuing the dog. So we're going to go ahead and jump ahead to the dismissal bell. So you all have officially survived the first week of middle school. And you all are by the lockers uh, as kids are kind of packing things up and getting ready to go home. Is there anything you all would like to do to prepare before you set off to find this dog? So Wesley will definitely check his pockets, make sure he's still got his dad's uh, Swiss Army knife, which he was unsure about bringing to school. But he did bring it in the end. And uh, so he just wants to make sure he has that and that he's safe and protected. So like, what else? What else do we think we'll need for this? We're just—I mean, do we have flashlights or anything in case it gets dark? I don't. I don't have any flashlights. I have. Um, I mean, we have our walkie-talkies in case we need to, uh, you know, split off and search a wider area. But um, I think we're gonna need some supplies. Well, uh, Clayton, you—you're a climber, right? Do you have any like climbing tools, or, like any flashlights with you? Oh no, I just do everything uh, all natural. Minus my rope. So, like, naked or? No, 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 no. <laughs> All natural with climbing gear. Minus the rope. Oh, so oh it's like, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm like 11. I don't know what things mean. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you have, so you have some rope at least if we ever needed to climb something? Oh, or? absolutely. See, this is, this is, this is why we need Frankie with us because Frankie, I mean, he he has like that kind of stuff installed into him. His eyes would be able to illuminate the area. Oh yeah, John, you got the robot. You got him right. No, I left you with in charge of that. Did you no, not you don't get remember- Frankie? No, you don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, you said you were gonna do it. No, I I specifically told you that. No, never mind. Never mind. Guys, guys, I was there. I can confirm. John, you said you would do it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding. Let's all head over to my house, 
And I'll, I'll rummage and see if I could find anything in like my garage or something. Sounds good to me. Works for me. All right. So I guess we're going to head to my house. Okay, so you all bike over to John's house. Um, John, you walk through the front door, and your mom sees you and goes, Hi, honey. Hi, mommy. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, you know, John, we we didn't discuss having friends over after school. Oh, I- oh it's okay. Clayton's not a friend. Oh, I'm a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Clayton, to be fair, we don't know you that well yet. Oh. You're more of like a partner. He looks at y'all and he just goes, yet. So so John's mom looks over and her eyes widen at Clayton and she's like, oh my god, oh my gosh, you're the Godwin kid, aren't you? Oh, and another friend for John? Oh my, oh, this is incredible. Hi, I'm I'm Mrs. Milady. Oh no, sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> wait I get a minute, con- wait. Mrs. Mulaney. (laughs) That's good. Never thought about that. No, I didn't either until I said it. (laughs) Oh shit. Oh no. no, That's beautiful. Mrs. Mulaney. No, no, no. I look like uh, Godwin, but it's really Rodwin is my last name. Mm -hmm. I I don't think so. Your family is pretty popular in town. I remember when you were just a, a little. A little, a little tyke running around in a grocery store, um, you know, with your, with your mom and your dad. Um, oh, back when I had that little twinkle of uh, life in my eyes, I remember those days. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about him. He's he's a little weird. <laughs> Wesley visibly looks a little annoyed that his mom is like so excited that John has another friend. So yeah, no, we're we're not we're not gonna stay. We're just we we need to grab some stuff, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna head out. Um, I, I'm sorry, I brought I brought them uninvited, but yeah, we're not we're not saying we're just here to grab some stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we had plans for game night since it's Friday night. We were gonna play Boggle, but that's fine. Oh, I, you know what? I'm so sorry. It, it slipped my mind. We just we have a school project that we're working on together, so we need to. I need I need to head over to uh to uh uh Wesley's house. I'm pretty. I'm bad at lying. Um, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that in character. <laughs> no, no, no. Outside of character, I, I was having such a hard time remembering, uh, remembering Wesley's name that I stumbled on it so bad. So now it just sounds like I'm lying. <laughs> wow, some friend you are. Uh, oh my gosh, a class assignment. What for? Um. So we okay. So we built a robot, and oh. we the 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 robot. It didn't work out quite as well as we'd hoped and oh. so we're, we're trying to fix fix the programming okay okay that that sounds wonderful i'm i'm really glad you're taking the initiative honey um okay well uh i know your father is still at work he should be home later uh just make sure you're home for dinner okay all right, I will. I will. I'll, I'll make sure that I. What time are What time are we doing dinner tonight? Uh oh, we eat fairly late, probably like eight eight thirty. Okay. I don't know. I'll just you know. Here's what I'll do because I have no way to get in touch with you. I will stand on the front porch and just yell out your name, and that's when you know it'll be dinner time because that's what we did back in the day. Clayton, Clayton <laughs> whispers to uh, Wesley, and he's like, "Wait, they eat dinner together? Is that <laughs> weird?" Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, yeah. I, it's okay though. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go look for that, uh, that dog. That, yeah, the, ro- the, the, dog. Ro- the robot, gonna... the robot dog. <laughs> Never mind them, mom. <laughs> they're, they're talking about something different. Huh? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading the instruction manual to boggle. Um, sorry. <laughs> what, what were you talking about? <laughs> nothing, nothing. We're, we're just gonna, we're gonna go for, uh, we don't, we want to make use of our time. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to. Uh, let's go. You're my little overachiever. <laughs> Love you, Bobby. Love you too, honey, but only platonically. Um, John, why does your mom always put that qualifier at the end? <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I'd I'd say we head to the uh, garage where my dad keeps all of his tools and stuff, right? Um, what are you What are you getting from your dad's toolbox? We need a flashlight. Is there anything else that we need? You, Wesley has the knife. So I'm just thinking if if we find the dog and he tries to run away from us. Stab it with the knife. Make sure it no, can't oh run away. Oh, my God, John. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> clearly, clearly kidding. Clearly well, kidding. I have the rope. That could be a leash. Oh, that's true. That is true. 
Okay, so we have that covered. How about do we have any kind of like treats or like cookies that we could um, like lure the dog in with? That's a good idea. You know, I do carry snacks in my backpack. Maybe I maybe I have something in here that I could use to uh, to attract a dog. Okay, so I think that's a good idea. But I need you to look at me, John. Look at me in the eye. <laughs> I, yes. John, I stop looking at the snacks. Look at me. But they look so delicious. John, you have to promise me you're not going to eat these snacks before we find the dog. I, I, I open. John, look I at start, me in the eye. I start to slightly open up the bag of uh, of the snacks. No, no. Uh, oh, fine, I won't eat the snacks. Think of the Sega Genesis. It's at <laughs> at stake right now. You make a good point. I will. I won't eat the snacks. I'll. I'll save them for the dog. Okay, deal. And I look over at uh, Clayton, and I just like I. Yeah. I give him like the eyes thing. Like, keep an eye on John. <laughs> I, and I kind of like look to Wesley and kind of whisper, like, "Do we think his scent's gonna attract the dog or scare it away?" <laughs> oh my god, because he smells like meat. Do we think the dog likes meat? No, you're right. I think I think we might be at a kind of advantage here, a natural advantage. Just so I'm clear, what what items were you guys picking up from the garage? Uh, flashlights. I think is the only thing because we I, I have my snacks in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the walkie talkies. We have the rope and the knife in case we need those. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing that we were missing was the flashlights. Okay, I, I need everyone to do an investigate roll so everyone is searching the garage for flashlights. Okay. Okay. Oh, shoot, I have a lot of dice in this. I do not. Oh, but still roll to six. Let's go. The odds are in my favor. Oh, yeah, I got three sixes. We good. I got uno seis. I got one six. So, Tyler, uh, what you could do is enhance this scene with your two extra dice or with the two extra dice, add it to your bonus dice pool. Let me add that to the bonus dice pool. Okay, so with um, with everyone getting a success, all of you find flashlights for yourselves. Do they give us any kind of bonuses? I'd say you could get one extra dice to to an investigate roll. Okay, so are we ready to head out then? We should probably get over there, you know, and get as much time in looking before it gets dark, you know? Yeah. Wow, thanks, Clayton, for paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he, sorry, uh, sorry. And I, like, smacked John's hand. He was actually just, like, leaning at, looking at the snacks again. John, pay attention. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was, they look so good. <laughs> okay, we get the heck out of here. <laughs> So you all get on your bikes and you set off for Boulder Estates. It's kind of this like posh upscale, definitely like the nicest homes uh, in Boulder City. Uh, for Clayton, this neighborhood to you is kind of normal. For John, this is like the height of luxury. John and Wesley, like you guys know that you are in, you're in like the 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 top neighborhood, right? And sort of the estates are surrounded by uh, wooded areas. Um, so there's just woods in the backyards of every single home up in the estates. Um, well, yeah, is, uh, so Dustin, are there like different areas that we could choose to search or do we just head into the, the woods at any point? You can want? head into the woods at any point. Okay. We go right through that opening right there. Which opening? I'm sorry. Right there. The one in front of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give any details. You didn't build the, the no, world I'm, I'm sorry. It's just like a general wooded area behind people's homes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess first things first, let's kind of like investigate the area and see if we can find any like dog tracks or poop or anything like that. So now that you all are in the woods, um, yes, you all can kind of investigate. Every time you guys fail... To, uh, to get a certain number of dice, you have to go deeper into the woods. And when you go deeper into the woods, you risk getting lost. Um, and if you risk getting lost, then you also risk not being home before sundown. Wow, you act like my dad's going to be home before sundown. <laughs> Clayton's going to roll move and is already going to climb a tree and just like look around. Oh, that's great. Oh. Okay, go for it. Roll for move. All right, what's my move? My move is, okay, six total. Well, luckily, thank God uh, for Clayton's rolls because Clayton, Clayton rolled two sixes in his last two rolls. Okay, would you like to enhance the scene or? 
Oh, absolutely. So all uh as soon as like Wesley goes to like ask about like investigating, all they hear is just a hi guys. And it's just like me already at the top of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from the top of the tree, you actually have a pretty good vantage point to kind of see out uh, into like the wooded area. So you see two things. You see two sources of light. One which looks like a set, like sets of flashlights moving rapidly like back and forth through the trees. The other one is this faint twinkling light. So you see two different light sources from where you are on top of the tree. Hey guys, I see two sets of lights. Um I think one's a group. It's probably that that Stuart guy, <laughs> but then I see like a faint looking light like farther away. Does you can't tell what the faint light is? No, I can't. Um, well, I mean, it it seems like we probably shouldn't head towards the flashlights because if they're in that area, then the dog clearly isn't there because they would have found it by now. So, I guess we head towards the other light source. Oh, that's good thinking. We shouldn't head that way anyways, just because even if they did go that way, they found the dog. Then at that time, they've already found the dog. We should, yeah, I I agree that we should split up and go the other way to kind of cover our bases a little bit more. Um, so Clayton, you want to, uh, like get down from there so we can start heading over? Yeah. Um, I was kind of <laughs> contemplating if I wanted to jump to the other tree, but I don't know if I can just keep rolling, uh, really well. I mean, climbing really well. That seems a little dangerous. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> we, we have to like live through this. <laughs> and then I, I lean over to John and I go, but if he does die, we get all of the money. <laughs> no, just no, kidding. No, I'm just kidding. no. Um, it's a joke. Relax. <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, In that moment, um, you already see uh, Clayton like walking away. He had somehow already climbed down the tree and is just like walking towards the faint light. Come on, guys. Hurry what? up. Clayton, wait for us. <laughs> and we, we, I guess, go catch up with him. Okay. So you guys uh, catch up with Clayton. Uh, you guys are walking towards that faint twinkling light. However, once you get to that area you don't seem to see, like, a light source. Oh, weird. Um, all right, I'm going to roll and investigate. Yes, I got two sixes from that. Enhance the scene or extra dice? Um, I will enhance the scene here. Okay, so you pull out your flashlight, and you're kind of, like, sweeping the area, and you notice as you sweep one particular area, that twinkle reappears. It's basically light refracting off of a surface. Guys, look, I, I think I see the, the light again. It looks like, I don't know, maybe like a mirror or something. It, yeah, so, something is is shining over there. Ooh, oh, babe. Do you think maybe it could be the dog's collar? And it's ref <gasps> and the, 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 the pendant off the collar could be reflecting something? So that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we could take it back. We could change it. We could change it. Make it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> it's a mirror, and it was like, look at you and all your achievements. No. Um, <laughs> you see you see on the ground a uh, dog tag, and it's like the traditional like bone, like metal oh, bone God. outline, and it's engraved, and it says Bruno on hold it. Hold on. Hold on. Adam said, oh, God, you have something against a bone-shaped collar? Because I'll have you know that my sweet little adorable dog happens to wear a bone. You want to fight, Adam? As soon as I said it to I was like, I guarantee Tyler's dog has the bone-shaped pendant. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to talk after this recording. Oh um, okay, so so the, the dog is not in the collar. It's the collar on the ground. Uh, yes, it's just the yeah, the dog's on the ground, and it's like, hello! <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so I, I walk over, and I go, uh, guys, this doesn't look good. But guys, guys, I think that means we'll at least get, like, $10, right? <laughs> no, I think we have to bring back the whole dog. Yeah, I don't think we could bring back just this, and she'll be satisfied. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just out of curiosity, Clayton, how well do you do in school? Oh, horrible <laughs> yeah i figured i mean hey it's the effort that counts right <laughs> <laughs> no but anyway <laughs> uh, i was gonna say maybe we could look for like footprints or something and see if uh if we could see what direction that uh the dog was going oh that's true because yeah he was here at some point so 
I guess, Corey, you haven't rolled investigate yet. You want to roll that? Yeah, let me roll it. I got one six. Awesome. With one six, you kind of scan through the woods. However, you don't seem to see any paw prints on the ground. Um, is it worth me rolling and investigate to see if I see something other than paw prints? Can you be specific about what you're looking for? Okay, so I'm just going to like look around at like the the shrubberies and everything around and see if there's anything that looks like it's been like parted or any kind of like leaves or like trails that have been beaten down that looks like something may have like trampled over it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me roll that. And I got one six. Hey. So on the ground, you do see a set of tracks and you get really excited because you think like, ooh, I just found dog tracks. Oh, I just found dog tracks. But they're not paw prints. And they kind of have this like dragging. It looks like the tracks themselves are like someone was dragging their foot. But you notice that all like the tracks themselves underneath the foliage that's been pushed down looks like as if it's been burned. Like there's like it's ashy and burnt. So, so wait, the footprints I see, are they human footprints or, or are they more like they, animal They prints? don't look like foot, like human footprints. They don't look like, you know, um, like shoe tread or anything. And, mm-hmm. but they're, they also, you wouldn't know if they're animal footprints either because they're more like, just, just like more like track marks. They just look more like track marks or like skid marks or just like, it looks like someone okay. was dragging themselves forward. Uh, so guys, check this out. You see these like drag marks through here and it looks like maybe something was on fire or really hot uh we don't think like bruno would have attacked someone do we what would have led to these bird marks i don't know so clayton seeing the marks immediately uh just assumes uh based off of his uh conspiratorial mind that it is a uh, robot based and so he is going to use he's going to move and like just run like following the trail. So you run the trail um and you just keep following it and you're kind of like looking down on the ground and you don't realize it because you're you're moving so quickly but you bump into somebody and and that person goes ah and they fall back onto the ground and you've just bumped into Sarah. Oh, hi Sarah. Oh, hey, uh, hey, uh, Clayton. Uh, oh, oh, it's, uh, oh, it's all of you. Hi. Oh, yeah, we catch up and I go, Clayton, what are you, Sarah? <laughs> hey. Hey, um, are you following this trail too? Trail, what trail? And she looks down and she sees the, the drag marks that are burned and she goes, oh, oh my God, you've, you found a trail. Why, what are you, so are you, are you out here by yourself? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm searching for my dog and, you know, I had a whole group of my friends who were supposed to come, but there's also this party that's going on at, um, Brittany's house and they all decided to go there instead, so. Oh shit, that's tonight? And then Clayton just (laughs) leaked. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. I have the dog tag and I kind of like out of Sarah's like view slip it into my pocket because part of Wesley is thinking like something may have happened to this dog and I don't want to like tell Sarah that I don't want Sarah thinking that before we've confirmed anything so roll for sneak <sighs> I knew that was coming um, <laughs> all right, sneak savage okay. Can I use one of my extra dice for my dice? As roll? long as you pre-commit, yes. How many are you okay. committing to your to your roll right can now? Can I use both or just you one? Can use, you can use as many as you want, yeah. Okay, I'm going to use both so that'll give me five dice total because I only had three before, okay. so I'm trying to... God, please, please. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay, I got one six. <laughs> okay, so you... Oh, I was so nervous. <laughs> you, sl- you, slip it, um, you slip it into your pants pocket without her noticing. All right. Okay. I, I want to look... Sir, and say it, it's it's kind of dangerous out here to be by yourself. Why don't you stick with us so we we could look as a group? Well, it is dangerous to go alone, so I took this, and she holds up a flashlight. <laughs> I, wanted, I was hoping someone would make that reference. Um, yeah, uh, Wesley just is auto or uh, visually getting very excited and red faced. 
I mean, this trail <laughs> is definitely weird, but it's not, they don't look like paw prints. Okay, Sherlock Holmes. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Um, no, Leslie does not can, say that. Can we he commit that? Yeah. What was that? I'm going to assume that Clayton picked up on the fact that Wesley didn't mention the dog tag. And so I think uh, Clayton kind of is just like, I don't know. I just have this weird like feeling that like this could be related, you know? I mean, and like dogs have a good sense of like smell and things too. So maybe he followed the smell of like yeah. the burning grass and maybe, you know, maybe he's down this way. Oh, that, that, that's a good point. I, I never considered that. Yeah. Let's, I mean, yeah. Why? I mean, this is the, this is the best lead we have right now. Like, have you guys found any other leads? <laughs> no, nothing yet. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything because I do not have a good lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, other than other than this trail, it, it's kind of our only lead, and we figured, you know, it stand out, it stands out in the woods, so might as well follow it, you know. Roll. I'm gonna say because. Sorry, hang on. Roll for roll for charm, Tyler. Oh, how's my charm? Yeah, I, I was charm. just gonna say since Tyler started off by saying that, I'm just gonna follow his lead and. Because I, I feel like I would pick up on him lying. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't roll any sixes, so. So Sarah looks to Wesley and tilts her head and her brows kind of furrow. And she goes, Wesley, you would tell me if you found something, right? Uh, of of course, Sarah. We'll, we'll let you know if we find anything uh, significant <laughs> that directly leads to your dog. So. With that, she kind of just nods her head, but you could definitely tell that she doesn't believe you. Oh, God. Her exclamation point goes over her head, and it says, Sarah will remember this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so you all follow the trail, and it goes on for a while. Um, so much so that you could start to see that it is getting a little bit dark out. Um, like I'd say you're now kind of in like the twilight, at like <laughs> you're in the twilight zone. But, like it's kind of like twilight out, you know, it's, the sun is definitely starting in a set. Um, because it is still kind of the summertime, it's getting darker in the woods. You all have to rely on your flashlights a little bit. And you get to kind of this clearing and Sarah, you know, sees that the trail keeps going and she's like, God, I don't, this seems really far. I don't know. I mean, we got to be close. Do you really think like Bruno would stray this far away from, from home? I, you said he's been missing a few days, right? So, I mean, he, he could, he could have strayed pretty far. I, I mean, I think, uh, I feel like we are getting a little bit far out here. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was supposed to be home by sundown. Yeah, I, I was I was supposed to be home by sundown as well. Oh, my mom's gonna be so mad. No, it's it's fine. I um, we'll just let's just keep looking really quickly. And so Sarah walks ahead and she passes her flashlight through the clearing, and she gasps and she runs towards an area and she's like, "Oh my gosh, it Bruno's dog tag! It's it's not Bruno's dog tag." So she picks up a pendant off the ground, but instead of the bone-shaped pendant that you saw earlier, it's circular. And as you approach, as Sarah stands back up, you guys kind of approach her and you look over her shoulder and stamped on this metal circle are the word are the letters OW-1. Okay. And you said it just looks, I mean like it's like a little metal plate kind of like yeah. the dog tag. Does anyone uh Remember another dog missing that's named Al One? <laughs> so Sarah tosses the circular pendant and she goes, just forget it. This was pointless. Whatever dog that this tag belonged to, baby Bruno was friends with this dog and they uh, ran this far together. So, I mean, they could, they, they maybe they just were playing around out here and got lost and. Maybe if we just keep looking a little bit, we'll find something. I know it's kind of getting late. I really don't want to be out here for too much longer, but I think I think it might be a good idea to to keep trekking on just a little bit longer. Maybe maybe another thirty minutes. Does the path keep going? Uh, yes, the path does keep going. All right. 
Wesley is going to muster up as much confidence as he can. And he's going to walk up to Sarah and he goes to like put a hand on her shoulder. And then it's like, ah, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, goes, uh, you know, Sarah, some of us had some curfews tonight, but I think, I think our parents will understand if we're a little late because we helped you save your dog. So I think we should, I think we should keep going just a little bit besides, and I look over at John, I go, that's the toughest guy I know right there. He could he could fight off anything that's, you know, coming our way. I I, I flex at all sorts of magnitude. <laughs> I, 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 I do straight up the boom, boom, firepower <laughs> <laughs> from Night of the Museum. And then Clayton kind of whispers to Sarah and is like, we're also using his scent of meat to also see if we can attract Bruno. Do I hear that? Adam should roll, roll for, for sneak. Yeah, roll for sneak. <laughs> Yikes. Uh oh. Come on. No. Oh. I rolled a five and a four and then a four to five. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, John definitely heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. Dogs love me. John has an exclamation point over his head. John will remember this. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't get that reference, uh, we'll pause right now so that you have time to uh, stop listening to the podcast, go play all of the Telltale games. Uh, and then come back. Yeah. All of the available <laughs> ones anyway. <laughs> Great. Now that you've played them all, uh, back to our <laughs> regularly scheduled podcast. Thanks for doing that. That's some serious dedication from you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sarah goes, Leslie, I got to be honest, that was probably the worst pep talk I've ever heard my entire life. <laughs> but oh, I, I guess I guess we can go for like just a few more minutes. Okay. Um, and then, then, like, once Sarah starts to walk on, Wesley, like, looks over at himself and he's like, ah, I blew it. I blew it. Ah. I, co- I, go, I go up to Wesley. I'm like, you did your best, kid. You did your best. And then I walk <laughs> away. <laughs> it's oddly comforting for Wesley. I want to roll investigation. Okay. Maybe there's, like, fur or, like, hair or anything in the track itself. Yeah. Uh, j- just to kind of give me an idea of if Bruno is even in these tracks. I- if I can tell if Bruno is by these tracks. Oh, I-, I rolled one six. Okay. Nice. So you're kind of walking around in the clearing investigating and your ears pick up something. It's kind of like this low humming noise. I hear something. It's like this. It's like this low. Do you guys hear it? It's like this low hubbing noise. I I can't I can't tell what it is. So when John says this, Wesley and Clayton, you also recognize like recognize or you hear this sound, this low humming noise. What is that? Um, I don't know. I, do we know what direction this is or can we hear what direction this is coming from? You don't have an a sense of what direction the humming is coming from. Could I roll another investigate to see if I could tell? Yeah. I feel like because Wesley's sense of smell isn't so great, his sense of hearing might be a little better. He might be, like, making up for that. Um, All right. Oh, my God. I rolled eight dice, and I didn't get any uh, sixes. So, no for me. No, you you don't. It's it's kind of all-encompassing. It's this low humming noise, but because you're in the woods, you also don't really have a sense of where you are, like what cardinal direction anything is in, you you wouldn't know. The path keeps going, right? So we could always just follow the path, worst case. Yeah, I think we should just follow the uh, the path and see if maybe it gets louder. So as you follow the path, um, you start to realize that the humming noise is getting quieter, and then you get to another point in the woods where the path... The, the, these little drag marks suddenly stop. Oh. So is there anything at the end of them? Not that you can notice without an investigate roll. I'm going to investigate it. <laughs> Wait, actually, before I do that, um, I say, uh, so we have two walkie-talkies. Do we think it, it's worth one team staying here and investigating and the other uh, going and following that sound, or, or should we all stick together? I'm pretty fast, so I feel like I could always run back towards the sound. Well, you shouldn't go alone. We should. Someone should go with you. We don't want anyone to get lost, you know. Uh, I, the thing is, if I go with you, please don't run. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't think my heart could could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> 
This poor eleven-year-old with heart problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, can we actually? Can we do that though? Actually, that'd be so funny. Me and John are both gonna roll move to go back towards the sound. <laughs> Does Wesley think that he could handle being with Sarah by himself? I think if you, I think if you guys forced him to, he would have to. But I don't know if that would be his first choice. I think he'd be so nervous. He would be both like grateful for you doing it because mm-hmm. he would get to, like forced time alone with Sarah. But he's also like very nervous about it. Okay, maybe Clayton and I head back to the spot where we heard the humming and see if we could find where the noise is coming from. While you guys stay here and investigate and see if you can find anything else since this is the end of the uh, the tracks you you guys like me me and sarah i mean if that's so i if that's okay with you i he kind of looks like look at john with like a like a uh, a very nervous grin and he holds his his thumb up but it's shaking like crazy <laughs> all right i have all the faith in the world guys i just i don't know it's getting late this isn't helpful God, I don't that know. Attitude. Maybe like five more minutes, but we we should probably head back. I don't even really know where we are. I've never been this far into the woods. Well, it's okay. We have a trail to follow to take us back. Oh, that's so <laughs> true. So me and uh, John will go, but but uh, Clayton also kind of like is slow to move first. Uh, one for John, but two also to see if uh, Clayton finds anything before he leaves. Wait, if Wesley, you mean, finds something? Yes. Oh, okay. I wasn't gonna search until you guys were gone, but I'll, I'll I can search now. I can start looking. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Uh, yes, I got one six. So with one six, you you actually don't see anything. Uh, at the tr- on at the end of the trail here. Yeah. Uh, Clayton's definitely uh now sprinting towards the humming noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing my best to keep up with just like the deepest of breaths. All right, let's roll move. I want to see how this plays <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I only have one die for move. Oh, I oh, I rolled no sixes, so this might be very comedic. <laughs> oh my god, I rolled a six. <laughs> Describe to me what happens as you follow the path back towards the, where the noise was, where you had so, heard the uh, humming noise. I want to say that <laughs> that. Adam's character starts sprinting towards the uh, other place. And so as not to be left behind, I start sprinting as well. And Clayton just ends up tripping on a root, like a tree root or something. And I just continue on without him not stopping, not realizing that he tripped and just sprinting down this thing. And I leave him behind. So Sarah and uh, Wesley are back where the the trail ends. And she's kind of just looking around desperately. And you could see that there are like tears welling up in Sarah's eyes. And she's like, I don't mean to lose hope, but it's just been it's been a few days now. Where could he be? I just don't know. Um, all right. I guess I reach into my pocket and I pull out the army knife and I stab (laughs) (laughs) it. No, no, no. I say, uh, Sarah, I have something to say to you. The only other person here. Yeah, I may have. I may have told a little fib earlier um, because back when we first found this trail, uh, we found this and I pull out the pendant that has his name on it, the dog's name on it, and I show it to her. So she grabs it out of your hands quickly and she looks and she's like, this is Bruno's pendant. This is, why would you keep this from me? I just thought, I thought that, you know, I didn't want you to worry because we found the pendant, not the dog. I'm worried. I am worried. I've been worried for the past few days. Why would you not show me where this was? If you if you had told me that you found something, we wouldn't be on this path that's leading to nothing. We could have been back where it was. You know, do you remember where you found it? Yeah, I remember, but it looked like it had gone along this path, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I can. I guess we could head back to the where it was. And she like she, now there are tears like definitely like streaming down her face. And she just kind of like turns oh, and no. walks away from you back down the path. 
Oof, this didn't this didn't work out too well. Wait, wait, Sarah, wait up! And I I run, you know, after her, and and you know, we head back towards I guess where Johnny <laughs> no, and Clayton. You are. guys walk down the path, and you just see Clayton <laughs> face down <laughs> in the turn <laughs> over the trip room, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Sarah uh, just steps over you, Clayton. <laughs> She's like, you don't even care. Oh, <laughs> uh, Clayton, are are you good? Oh uh, yeah, I just you know. One of the trees just wanted to lean me in for a hug, and so I thought I'd embrace nature for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you look like you've been down there for a little while. Where is John? Uh, he's running right now. I know that's hard to believe, but like, uh, okay, yeah, no, no, he's not. Uh, but where is he for real? Uh, he's further ahead, I think. You hear in the distance, yes, and then you hear uh two barks. No. And Sarah emerges from the clearing and she turns her head in the direction that the bark came from. And she's like, Bruno? And she runs off into the woods in the direction that the bark came from. I'm assuming we follow Sarah. Yeah, and yeah, you I, all you all heard this. Yeah, I look at John and I go, John, Clayton, the, the I, did you just hear that bark? I think it might be Bruno. Quick, let's go find but him. But did you hear the yes? That sounded like somebody else. So, yeah, I, I guess we all follow behind her. Yeah, to see we'll, if go, we can... we'll go to the sound. So you guys are running, following Sarah, and you notice as you're running that the humming noise is getting louder. And finally, you all emerge in an area, and it's dimly lit by a, like, faint, like, not a streetlight, but sort of this, like, oddly placed lamp that is in the middle of the woods and it is like a work lamp yeah like, like a, almost like a work like a yeah it's like a work it is plugged in you see like a cord plugged into this concrete slab and it's this giant concrete slab that has a metal gate on it the gate says service tunnel 87 dash c and in front of the service tunnel in front of this gate is Stuart and he's got Bruno the dog in his hands oh, um and Stuart is with some of his friends from the AV club and he hands Bruno over to Sarah and Sarah bursts into tears and like gives Bruno like a bunch of kisses and hu and hugs him tightly and Bruno like licks her face and now Sarah and Bruno are reunited oh guys we we failed Sarah's gonna hate me hate us well she's probably gonna hate you more but it'll probably you are back there yeah. you don't know what happened <laughs> and Stuart goes yeah uh here's we found him right here in, in front of this in front of this tunnel uh he was kind of whimpering in the corner but but i managed to lure him with some with some scooby snacks can i kind of just like uh, i guess that would be another investigate i want kind i want to look around the area and see if anything seems like off about you know, because he said, to Stuart just said he was whimpering. I want to see if I can see, like, are there any signs that the dog was hurt or that there was another creature here? Sure, sure. Or... From a distance, I also want to roll and investigate, but on Bruno. I want to see if there's, like, any wounds or anything on him. Um, so that, I would not say that that's an investigate role. I'd say that's an empathize role. An empathize, okay. Well, I will tell you, with my investigate, I rolled two sixes. Ooh, and damn. if I could use that extra six to enhance the scene, I would love to do that. You could also, depending on um, Corey's role, you could give it the success to Corey. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't earn that six. Can we can we deliberate a little bit before you decide that? Um, oh, yeah, you're right, I guess. Uh, wait, so... <laughs> I could like give him that an automatic success. For yeah, this role. if two of you are rolling at the same time and one fails and the other succeeds twice, you can give that success to the other person. Corey, what what should we do? Do you want that extra six? I think maybe it would be better for you for you to use it to enhance the scene. All right, I enhance the scene. Let's do it. I'm flipping the switch. So, Tyler, you look around at this weird service tunnel and you step and your foot kind of sinks a little bit. And you look down and you see a drag mark like you had seen on that pathway. But this one is actually kind of still like smoky, like it's the, it looks hot to the touch. And you look up to say something and Behind the gate of the service tunnel, 
you see this tall, like, gaunt-looking figure. It's got extremely thin legs and arms, and it looks like it's made of fire, but the fire is, like, a weird shade of, like, it's, like, a very dark black. Like, have you ever seen Vanta Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, the dark, it, so, it, like, it doesn't refl- refract light at all. But, like, you see, like, these, like, whips of black flames radiating up off of its body. And you see one, like, white circle. And it doesn't have a head. It doesn't have a head. So there's one white circle, like, between its shoulders, like, where, like, its chest, like, its upper chest would be. And it's behind the gate. And before you're able to say anything, all of a sudden... Just below the white circle, a mouth opens and you see, like, predator teeth. And it issues this, like, warbled screeching noise and starts, like, running from inside of the tunnel towards the gate at full speed. And everybody... Did everyone hear that or did I just... Yeah, everyone heard the scream and everyone suddenly freaks out and Stuart and his friends bail. They they get on their bikes which are nearby and they just bail. Oh uh, guys, we got to go. We got to go. What is that? I, I don't I don't know, but we yeah, we got to leave. Come on, let's go. Hurry. It's a robot. So everybody <laughs> roll move. Hey, my move is not great. Oh, it's just a 1. <laughs> oh god. I also rolled a one. So. Oh, thank God. I rolled one six. I only have one. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> so, so Adam, you race out and Corey and Tyler, you both trip immediately and you both suffer a condition. So I want to if you ha- if you're injured, scared, like whatever you haven't suffered a condition for, I want you to check it. If you haven't checked injured, do that first. But if not, then check scared. I was going to climb the gate and then uh, depending on how they rolled, I was going to use my rope to try and uh, lasso the creature. So before you do any of that, Adam, you see the creature approaches the gate at full speed, smashes into the gate and just starts clawing at it because the gate is closed. Okay. And you notice that his figure starts like molting through the gate like he's like slowly moving like he's able to kind of pass through the metal gate guys um did terminator 2 come out yet (laughs) (laughs) not yet (laughs) if 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 not i have a really great i have a really great concept for the new robot um guys we gotta we gotta run come on i want to use force actually to uh see if like with my move when I was running, I'm gonna try and pick both uh John and Wesley back up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah, go ahead and roll for that. Ruh-ro Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I rolled no sixes. Oh god. <laughs> so you go to help them up and you do, but when you look at this creature that is now passing through the gate, you suffer a condition. You are scared of this thing. So all of you get up and you all start racing down the woods and um, you kind of pass Sarah because Sarah is running, but she's also carrying Bruno. And as you look behind you, like you're you're you see Sarah like behind you, you see this creature is gaining speed on Sarah very quickly. I'm going to look at Clayton and I want to give him my book bag so he can run towards Sarah, put Bruno in the book bag. Because he's the most athletic out of us. Mm. He could run with Bruno in the backpack a lot easier. And then me and Tyler can help Sarah run out of this uh, forest a little bit faster. Just to lighten the load. Yeah, that works. Clayton, take my backpack. Uh, run, run towards Sarah and, and get Bruno. And you you, you run out of this forest with uh, with with Bruno. Me and, me and Wesley will make sure that she gets out of here safely. Oh, okay. Clayton, roll for move. All right. I don't want to see an 11-year-old die today. <laughs> Aha, I got one six. 
Awesome. So you run up to Sarah and you hold the backpack open and she looks to you and then looks at Bruno panicked. And then she drops Bruno in the backpack. I throw the backpack at the creature. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's got to be a way that we could maybe trip up this creature. Is there something that we have that we could? So, John, do you have your walkie talkie on you? Yeah. Or was that in your book bag that just got taken away? (laughs) Oh, no, it's in your bag. It's in your bag. I I wouldn't have carried that like in my pocket. All right. I say, Clayton, wait before you go. (laughs) Yeah. And I grab, I grab John's walkie-talkie clipped on the back. <laughs> and um, if if that's okay, <laughs> I will say you can do that. But now the creature is dangerously close to all of you. You all are you okay, all so, stalling. Well, this, I was yeah. gonna say maybe it would be better for him to hold on to it so we can communicate with them because we already have your walkie-talkie. Yeah, but we're gonna where we're going. We're gonna need both. And I I take both the walkie-talkies and I turn them both up to full volume and, like, hold them together or, like, you know, use the belt clips on each of them to clip them together and put them in, like, the talking mode so that you're getting that horrible feedback loop when Mm -hmm. a microphone is close to a speaker. And it's just this horrible, like, high-pitched squealing. And I want to try to, like, toss that towards the monster and see if that, like you know, bothers the monster and gets it to, like, get out of here if here's this, like, high pitch frequency. Yeah, that sounds good. So you do that roll for force. I'm going to say you're going to roll for force because you're going to throw the thing at the monster, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. My force is just one, so here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <gasps> I got it. You got it? Oh, nice. I got a six. Oh, so my God. With one six... You throw it at the monster and the monster doesn't react to the sound, but you actually hit it directly in its eye and it like howls in pain and stumbles a little bit, but then starts charging again. And it steps on the two walkies and immolates both of them. I'm sorry, John. It's okay. I'll buy you new walkie-talkies, I swear. It's all right. They were collectibles, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what's tough is because part of me wants to use my rope to try and trip the robot, but also I feel like he's just going to burn my rope. (laughs) So I'll say this. this, This creature is gaining on you. You all have one final move to try to get away from it. What are you going to do? Did it react to being hit in the eye like that? Like hurt it or yes. it just pissed it yeah, off. Yeah, the eye hitting it in the eye did hurt it. You notice that it howled in pain. So here is Clayton's idea. Um, which this is like in my in my head, this doesn't bother Clayton the fact that he has the dog. Um, because right now he cares about everyone just making it out alive. Um Clayton is hearing and kind of like looking back to see the scream and noticing that the the creature getting hit in the eye hurt him. Clayton's going to use his rope. He's going to tie it on the top of like a tree limb. And he wants to like pretty much like full on sprint one way and jump. And then he's going to start climbing the rope to swing back and kick the <laughs> creature in the eye. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Is okay. The best idea because as we've <laughs> seen, it melds through things. But it, but it didn't melt the eye. But if you miss... <laughs> What's Dustin going to do? Kill us? The rule book literally says yeah. he can't. <laughs> yeah, and it's only the second episode. He can't kill off a main character just yet. Or can he? He would. I know Dustin. He would. <laughs> okay, how about this? What if I use my rope and I tie the flashlight on the end of it and swing it around like it's going to be a slingshot and then just like chuck it at the robot's eye. Okay. If you think that'll work. <laughs> as long as I get to roll force for it. <laughs> um, yes, you could roll force. So you are tying a flashlight to a <laughs> rope and then swinging it at the, at the creature. Is that correct? Yeah, so fun fact about Clayton, the furthest he got in Bible school was the story about David and Goliath, and so he is thinking that this is uh, God telling him to be David. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, fuck it, try it. I was going to make one last suggestion before we decided to go with this. It is nighttime. 
We could just take the flashlight and flash it directly into his eye because his eye is going to have to accommodate for that. It's going to blind him for a second, and maybe we can get some more distance from him by blinding him for that split second. Yeah. Because it is nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use a flashlight, not flash in its eye, but it's tied to a string. <laughs> yeah. Well, if my plan doesn't work, then we use the flashlight light as a backup plan. You have one turn. You're stalling for time. I'm giving you 60 seconds to make a decision. Um, Clayton is chucking his flashlight. <laughs> okay, so roll for force. Okay, so technically it's four plus three. Plus my iconic item, which is two minus one, because I'm scared. So four, three, seven, nine, eight. So that's eight. <laughs> oh no! So with eight rolls, I rolled no sixes. Oh no! So we like just absolutely eat the flashlight, and it just like <laughs> went right past him. So it whizzes right past the creature, and it suddenly leaps in the air and gets some serious airtime. Nice. And pounces directly on Sarah. And Sarah falls face forward onto the ground. And the creature grabs her with one hand on her ankle and starts running back towards the service tunnel. And Sarah is being dragged by this creature. Clayton um, is going to immediately use a move to try and run and grab Sarah's hand and pull her yeah, away. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to do the same. I'm gonna run. Okay. Both of you roll for move. I rolled one six. I didn't. So, uh, John, you don't you're not able to catch up to this thing. It's too fast. Adam, you catch up to the creature and you reach out for Sarah's hand and like grab her hand, but you hear a pop noise. And it seems like the creature is dragging her so fast that you have just dislocated her shoulder. Oh, God. <laughs> and so you let go in shock, and the creature drags her all the way back to the service gate and starts thrashing at it until it, like, breaks open. And he drags Sarah down the service tunnel while she, her, like, screams echo down, like, through the tunnel. And that is where we will end this episode. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, so we're not going to be home in time for curfew? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but guys, we have the dog. We got the reward. Uh, no. no, Stuart <laughs> got the dog. <laughs> well, they nobody knows that because we have the dog. Oh, that's true, we do. <laughs> okay, let's just go to Sarah's parents yeah. and get the money and get out of there. <laughs> oh my god. Go buy our Sega Genesis. <laughs> Thank you uh, for joining us on, uh, well... I was going to say fun adventure. A lot of this was stressful. Uh, but make sure you follow us on Instagram at uh, Tales from the Group and on Twitter at TFTG Pod. Uh, does anybody have anything to plug? Um, I would like to plug Corey. Uh, oh, sorry. What? Wait. No. That's <laughs> <I'd like> to- <laughs> Okay, I, it's this kind of podcast. <laughs> um, you know what? There's no way I can come back from that. Um, I, I just. Um, Want to follow up last time our little intro question was about like a toy you had or something you had as a kid that you lost. And I talked about my copy of Pokemon Ruby uh, that I had for the Game Boy that I lost. And at the time of recording this episode, my birthday was pretty recent. And Corey, the wonderful human being that he is, actually bought me a copy of Pokemon Ruby and I have been playing it and loving it. For that, I want to plug him. That is the sweetest uh, thing. I would love to be plugged by. I, I would love to be. No. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'll. I guess I'll go. Um, you can follow me over at Twitch. I Twitch. Uh, I Twitch. Yeah. No. I stream over at Twitch uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Sir Valentinian. It's like Valentine. Drop the e at i a n. Uh, I I have a good time. I stream Pokemon, which is very fitting for the gifts that I bought Tyler. It is. And you can follow me on Twitter. I am at tweets are dusty. And you can follow me on Instagram at Robert Adam UNCW seventeen. That's it's a little. It's it's kind of a lot. You may, maybe you could change your username or something. Make it easier for the, yeah. uh, for the audience. You know? <laughs> One day. No. <laughs> One day.
So we release new episodes every other Thursday, so uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss more child endangerment, <laughs> um, because that's that's what this seems to be. <laughs> so until next time. Okay, bye. Let me add that to the bonus dice pool. Is that something I mark on my character sheet somewhere? Yeah, I think there should be an area for you to, and obviously you can cut this out of the podcast, but yeah, there should be an area on your character sheet towards the bottom that says like extra die pool. (laughs) 